0: So uh, talking in the wind, yeah, it's not doing anybody listening favors. That uh, <laughs> the wind's blowing and it's a bunch of. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I always like to talk while I walk. Encourage. I like to encourage others to walk too. Get outdoors. You know. If they can. Sometimes it's not convenient to go outdoors and, you know, you got to work like crazy, especially if you're self-employed and you work at home and holy crap, you got a bunch of paperwork and uh, especially if you do stuff with computers and, you know, you have a lot of paperwork or especially if you're doing taxes and you're (sighs) self-employed. My old man does that. I'm sorry. Uh, That is a horrific thing to do. I forgot what the tax form is called when you're self-employed. You need to go through every expense possible and be able to back up every expense possible in a tangible form, like a receipt or something else. Great. I heard there was a form to do uh, to have a a recorded form from a, a certain either credit card or a uh, certain bank card through one bank or another or company. bank card or credit card company somebody that's able to track what you purchase and put it on a form and you can have one form print out of all your expenses through that card and if it's credit card what I would say it's like just pay off your credit card like you're using cash and avoid all kinds of interest I know that's not what a lot of credit card companies like and I now I've read some interesting reviews online that people get kicked off from certain credit card companies because they pay their credit off a little too fast through the company's liking. Not very fun. But uh, other than that, you know, why not? If there's a way to do something lazy, I say do it. Save time, save money. And... Other than that, it's super efficient. If you have to spend a little extra, how much more would you have to spend when you're audited and all of a sudden the government says, oh, you owe so much money? Who likes that? Who likes the IRS, really? Who's had good experiences with the IRS? Especially if you're trying to do something efficiently with like taxes and you're doing taxes yourself. <laughs> I haven't done anything like that, but I've seen, personally, what that looks like, and I can't say that is pleasant at all. I, or it even looks pleasant. In fact, uh, the one, the persons, the people that involved that are in charge of that, go over such tax process on their own, it takes them almost a full freaking week to do that, and say that doesn't look like fun, no thank you, but that's what happens, so, anyways, that's just my scatterbrain brain going off, a mist, a mist, whatever the word is, I can't, it's like, about time to call today pretty soon, but I want to get out right away listening to podcasts, uh, talking about random stuff here on this show, and uh, I know I'm way overdue from uh, the Spreaker episode, and, and I know I said I'll have a certain episode out soon. i got papers to write for my uh, online course, and I've got to be done with it soon. Not that there's really a deadline you can do it at your own pace, but, jeez, I should have had certain stuff done weeks ago. And I'm trying to maintain a certain amount of funding, doing odd jobs, and trying to get an actual job, which, even though the economy may be going up according to what other people are saying, according to what it used to be around 2009, 2010, I was going down. I don't know. But it's still not easy, even with part time kind of work. A lot of jobs want to look for full time, they have a lot of demand a lot of work here for part-time stuff. If it's not warehouse, it's fast food. And I'm sorry, those are really terrible environments to work in. But hey, one, I'm allergic I'm highly allergic to dust. So warehouse ain't exactly for me. And two, fast food, I hate working around food. And I don't even want to have the temptation of trying to eat ketogenic even though it may look like certain foods there can be keto you can eat keto at fast food places but that doesn't mean everything that's in that food just because it's just meat without sauce or whatever doesn't mean it's going to be clearly ketogenic because that could easily have like certain burgers without the bun can still contain a certain amount of soy, or the majority of the beef burger, so-called beef, is soy, and there may not be much in the way of beef in the first place. Whoops. Yeah. Does that ring a bell? Uh, McDonald's. <laughs> you eat happy? Well, if you're fat and happy, which I have met very few people that are fat and happy. It's more the other way around. But... <laughs> If that was true, then should be a lot of people happy around here, right? No. Sorry. Man. And even if you can honestly say whatever's in the meat or in the food, that's, that could be, sure, that could be keto, high fat, a lot of protein, no carbs, no sugar. But what else is in there? That may compromise your, your health, your metabolism, your your physical body your mental minds because what you put in your system that's going to affect your head too in one way or another it's going to either be good or bad there's not necessarily neutral from what i've been learning so (laughs) if i was to be working there i would have to be working with food and fasting every time i go in there i don't want to eat that stuff not the fast food around here at the very least it's sad but it's true so, regardless, another thing I wanted to mention, uh, internet. That was one thing I wanted to spit out here on this little recording. Uh, when it comes to the weather, too, maybe times where internet's a little challenging because of the uh, hot and cold the friction of the air uh, has something to do with the energy or electricity in the air that may interfere with signals satellites or or towers, LTE towers or whatever if you're on data, and all of a sudden you can hardly pull up Google or Twitter or whatever the heck you want to pull up. It may not require much in the way of data. Maybe just majority text and a few pictures. Whoops. Even that's not running right. So therefore runs a challenge. And the sad thing is, Middle Tennessee that has a lot of that kind of friction of temperature and I believe most of part of that plays a role in that and when you have interference like that what's that going to do for your internet? And that can vary from provider to provider I get that but earlier today I was trying to record I couldn't pull up anything I said no thank you and plus if any of us did any reading on just the history of internet and how different companies were interviewed or different representatives in the past, recent and further back. I tend to recall that that big corporation, AT&T, Verizon, whatever, internet providers too, for devices and just internet in general, Uh, from what's been said before that And don't quote me on this. I could be wrong. But the Internet, if the customer is behind in a bill or has suspended, has no obligation to be provided in the fastest speed or efficiency if payment is delayed a little bit. At least something along those lines. And I thought, well, that sucks. And people understanding that little fun fact, shoot, that's that's a motivation to go with somebody else that maybe small time, maybe providing internets that are not big names, but the more bigger name companies act like that and the more they treat their customers like that, guess what's going to happen to their customers? You know, isn't this business one-on-one? don't treat your customers right. You lose them. Whoops. That happened. Whoopsie doodles. So then you lose people and then all of a sudden, oh, we got to change policy. We are not making as much money anymore. And the competition's getting bigger. Oh no. Unless you're doing something illegal to, you know, make more money than what your business is making. And, you know, I, I could easily sound like a conspiracy theorist I don't necessarily want to. Uh, But yeah, if you're making money and you have crappy policy, you're still in business. Uh, The big question that most children tend to ask is why? And that brings me to the other point I wanted to mention. As the wind blows in the microphone. (sighs) Sorry, I know you have to turn up the volume to hear me. I hear my own recordings, and it's not necessarily fun when I have to turn up the volume, because it's hard to hear. But simply the question of why, isn't that like, you know, at least an instant age, younger, or at least a lot of new people seem to come to the question unwillingly, but as forced upon them, is... Why did this happen? Why did I get a stinking? Why did I get a why? 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 And it's easily annoying when when those darn kids continually asking why. But here's the thing, the question of why, especially with those who continue to ask why the questions don't go away. What happens? questions simply become getting bigger about harder topics to answer. What's wrong with me? Why am I this way? Why is life this way? Why are people the way they are? Why is life hard to figure out? Why am I in this situation? Why? 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 And I can understand continuation of why can get the feeling of being annoyed bigger especially when you hear it from so many other people. But I can't help but simply have respect for those people that simply ask why this and why that. The, group, the people I would like to group are the why people. I like to call them the why people. Why does this happen? Why am I being told this? But somebody else is saying this. My officials are saying that, and my witness saying this. Why? And I'm not talking about just political things or school shootings or whatever. I, although I could easily get into that now. I, I don't know you wrong know, shut down on YouTube. Because they simply ask why, and the people that don't want them to ask why don't like them for it. and... Got their way with, either threatening them for a while and they're just done, you know, and people can easily say they're just conspiracy theorists and this and that, and I can understand that some people, they, they simply are, I believe they there's a lot of people, sorry about the wind, there's a lot of people that think of them as conspiracy theorists, and there's a lot of stuff that they can out. The difference between somebody who is a theorist or somebody that simply has a respectful opinion, and I'll get into what I mean by respectful, is that when somebody blurts out their opinion, there's <laughs> no arguing, and if you argue, you're an idiot, or you're crazy, or you're labeled with one thing or another, that's not respectable. But when somebody comes out and says, this is just my opinion, I'm not claim it to be effect. fact. I'm just calling it the way I see it. And this is my opinion. I'm just throwing this out there, and I'm simply asking why and leaving the question why to why is this having open-ended, and this is the best way I can answer myself why, and leaving it for other people to look at one side of the issue or another. That is what I call respect. Respectful of others when you're not trying to put others down, but you're simply looking for the truth about the world around them, around you, and reality itself. And if you're and if there's an honest, honest effort to seek out reality, then what's the issue? Honest effort of seeking out reality. The thing is, from one person I really like, uh I read this individual's book, this author's book, called Tactics. And his name is Greg Kokel. And he is about Christian apologetics. And yes, I'm a Christian by 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 technical means. Christian of Christ of What Jesus says, I follow. Now take it. Take plain value. Um, I don't really get into politics and religion topics or topics that go into that, even though I did dabble a little bit here. But the point I'm simply making is I have... I just ask for respect of people that ask why. Why? Because those people tend to find out stuff. And I'm not just talking about conspiracy theorists or what people like to call them conspiracy theorists. Another group of people that I really respectful, that I really have respect for, that simply ask why, is Carl Franklin and Richard Morse. Two keto dudes. They look at nutrition and ask why. Why does this work this way? And they're They're more liberals or Democrats, or they're at least left-winged characters if it comes to politics. And the only reason why I would say that is, or at least from what what it sounds like to me they are, is that they're grouped with these same people, or at least I'd like to group them with the same people that simply ask why. Why has this happened? Like a child asks why the grass is green and why the sky is blue. Why does nutritional advisement not really work for most people when it comes to how to be slim, fit, and healthy? Hmm. And thus came from various understandings, fasting, ketogenic, other things like that. Just from simply asking the question, why? afternoon, and that's really all I'm talking about, and they don't have to know a lot. Simply asking why and looking for how you can define reality in the most accurate way possible, the nice thing is you don't have to defend anything when it comes to arguing for what... The truth is about one topic or another. If you, According to Greg Kokel, if you are simply looking for the truth about the world around you and reality, you don't have to know squat about that topic or any topic that is simply based on reality. And the nice thing is, as a lazy kind of person that I am, I don't want the burden of proof. I want to put the burden of proof on somebody else. Simply asking, why? Why is this? And when somebody has to prove otherwise, when I'm in a conversation or an argument, and ask, why? Why is this? Why is that? Like a kid. And ask, why does sugar act the way it does? Or why does carbohydrates act the way it does? Why do they constantly have these inflammatory properties and somebody that is a type 2 diabetic those guys two keto dudes are software developers they like details they look for details I'm too lazy for details <laughs> somebody else can do that not look at their words me like oh that's neat that's cool that's the best explanation I can see of why this or why that that's what I'm going to use so like a child asks why is the grass green Why is the sky blue? Why, why, why? When it just comes to the question of why reality, I don't have to know much. Now, constantly asking why, knowing a lot from what I've seen, tends to be a byproduct of asking simply why. And the biggest reason why I want to bring attention to those who ask get a lot of negative feedback, a lot of lashback, a lot of people that really don't like them asking why. (laughs) My question is, why? Why is that? Why is it that people that ask why a lot simply just want to know? Because when you ask kids that question, why do you want to know? Simply because I want to know. So why is it this, that, some of the other A lot of people, and most of these people that—sorry, the wind again, nasty. Well, nasty. But when it comes to people not liking others, asking why, and making statements about why did this study have this paper come out? Who wrote that? Not just asking why, but who, when, and what? Just asking questions and saying why did that person write? They review on a study that way. Oh, because Coca-Cola funded them. Because this person funded them. And again, Coca-Cola shows up in funding this person in either doing the study. Hmm. Question. Or reviewing the study. Reviewing the results of the study. And say, This is what they found. This is This is what happened here. Why is it that they have that kind of interpretation? Now, one easy argument is to say, well, everybody has a certain level of biasness. Everybody has a way of looking at reality and the world around them in their own unique way. Isn't that the basis of Einstein's relativity? Or Einstein's theory of relativity, I should say. Or at least it has something to do with the amount of lines of moving through time, space, and the world around us in our own unique way, perceiving in our own unique way, looking at things in our own unique way. The green I see may not be the same green the next person sees, and I think it's yellow. Everybody remember that dress (laughs) that went all over social media? Is it black and blue, or is it gold and white? Everybody just loses our minds. (laughs) Because... Nobody perceives everything the same way as anybody else. So I understand that. And I'm open to other explanations such as that. To ask why all the time, you've got to be open to one challenge versus the other. And it's hard to be honest because we want to be right. But here's the lovely thing about being wrong is when you believe you're you're convinced you're wrong and you admit you're wrong, all of a sudden what happens next? When you admit your – if any – subject or topic you admit you're wrong about one thing or another especially when it comes to the understanding of the multitude or the crowd or most of others around you and say yeah I'm wrong and they're saying good what happens now you're right all of a sudden you're no longer wrong which is a nice thing especially somebody that has a lot of pride about wanting to be right because once you're wrong you're right isn't it? Isn't that the way that works? Just just thinking about it. Just putting some ideas to challenge one person or another to listen here. So, I keep going back to those who don't like those people asking why. I ask why. Why is that? Well, one thing I learned is that certain challenges or questions in public when it comes to nutrition or claims of dietary health organizations that maintain the the official guidelines when you ask why they don't like you to ask why for the most part when it comes to offering honest answers and and honestly asking why and who's funding what and similar questions like that and you know, kind of, I guess the uh, thing with uh, Tom Naughton is uh, follow the money, right? Or is that somebody else? I believe that's Tom Naughton. Follow the money. And I, honestly, why not? <laughs> why? Why not? Why not follow the money? Why not look where it goes and where it, where, what money comes from? Honestly, why? Why not? So with that being said, when all of a sudden you ask why and where's the money coming from and looking into similar questions and exposing different things about one company or another, I can see business wise that can hurt profits. And if a business is not honest about their <laughs> about their promotions and their sales and the way they run business and the way they they either advertise or or uh, or they uh make statements. Yeah, I know, big shocker. Big businesses not being honest about everything. <laughs> that that's uh that's not I know, that's not exactly the uh the news headline of a century. Businesses not being honest about what they say about their products. Hmm. I know that's a cliche thing, but honestly, yeah <laughs> if if there' if there's certain things being exposed about something that can potentially hurt their profits and their sales, you let the people that ask that are asking why simply shut up that's the answer they get from those people why shut up? nobody cares, <laughs> nobody cares shut up. Who cares? That's the common answer. And then those other people that I that I ask, why do you not like people asking why? In various forms, in various contexts. Why? Why do you not like listening to this person or this person saying that? A lot of times I get, who cares? As at the end, when they run out of any kind of argument or explanation, which seems to be short, it's, who cares? Nobody cares really yes let's change the topic those words aren't exactly spoken but they're implied very much Let's change the topic really quickly or hey I gotta go don't want to talk anymore don't want the subject to be tossed and thought about talk about fasting oh shoot I got an appointment we got to get this walked <laughs> I just ran into some neighbors <laughs> had that and I'm not trying to call anybody out necessarily say and point that they're terrible or anything. No, they probably do have an appointment. They probably do have a certain time set aside to have a walk. I think walks are fantastic. Very therapeutic to the mind and body. That's my ADHD there for you. Mixing up letters with uh, mind and body and ...saying bind and muddy. Very smooth, Mike. That's smooth sailing for your captain. On <laughs> the USS IOSOS and the other F-bomb. we blow ourselves up with this kind of communication. <laughs> oh. So... ...the people that I see that... ...don't like others asking why... ...which I can understand to a degree that... It's a headache to ask why and constantly entertain certain ideas and topics to a lengthy degree. Like, ugh, I just don't have the mental capacity. I can understand that. To a certain extent, that's me. Especially if I'm not in ketosis. I cannot hold a certain amount of attention span to be like, yep, gotta go. Gotta do this, gotta do that. I'm done talking hey, what's this other topic? Or, I may not be done talking, but I'm done with that topic. So to that extent, I understand to those people that are constantly having to listen to those who simply ask why, there's a certain mental and emotional exhaustion. I get that. But here's another issue. If it goes against ideas and beliefs and those people that are the group of people that are the uh, what did I call them? Simply ask that are the why asking group, the simply why group I think that's what I called them a simply why group don't really have a such a proud hard gripping stubborn opinion for the most part it depends on the topic like two keto dudes when it comes to nutrition it's not necessarily a matter of pride it's just, well where are the facts and especially every episode they say, they ask if there's something we have wrong or something you want to refute or simply want to support uh, through some other study, facts, or or some comments or whatever, give us an email or shout us on social media, and they will admit to different corrections and we'll apologize. And that's a, an attitude I have nothing but respect for. Say, oh, we got this wrong, excuse us. Say, maybe, maybe this is where we got this wrong. Maybe we have a misunderstanding about this, that, or the other, and there's always a possibility that that they can have something about nutrition wrong, and they have a they they have an apparent effort to maintain that attitude simply because they ask why and they rely on reality itself, and that life is just messy and has all kinds of results from all kinds of views and outlooks and tests and trials and, and certain attempts to make measurements of simply reality in the world around us. That's not always going to meet expectations. In fact, for the most time, all these kinds of studies that are being made, there are certain interpretations of these studies but the studies will always have results that do not meet expectations, and so there'll be spin-offs or spins on what the results are and may not exactly have the honest results reported. Really? Now there's a thought. Especially with one thing that comes to mind is the China study. Where a lot of those who reported on the China study do not look at the fact that culturally there was a lot of fat being consumed with the starch and the protein there wasn't sugar being introduced into that country not till recently and then look what happened they are now the number one country that lead the world Is a rising diabetes rate. I mean, it's not the US? No, we're number three according to Dr. Jason Fong. China beat us. Sad. And that's all because when sugar was introduced, the starches started to be treated by their bodies the same as sugar is. As in, uh, an inflammatory uh, animal, if I should, if that's the right word for it, but it simply gets turned into the sugar when sugar is introduced. For culturally, that wasn't a problem because the kind of sugar and the kind of food they ate wasn't processed the same way. And it was very natural, and, and there was a lot of fat included. Fat was like the number one Source, nutritional source for them, until they started adapting the American way of eating. Uh oh, there was an issue. So when people simply ask why, why that happens, and there may be an official quote-unquote answer, they ask, really? It's like, why do you say that? And they might have access to some of these studies and look at them and say, oh, that's not really what happened. The China study wasn't really looked at. Maybe the most honest view or the most most honest view or because certain results don't meet expectations. So those results are just simply omitted. Whoops. So a lot of what we know now nutritionally all of a sudden is being questioned with why? Why do you say that? Why is this the case? Why do you say that as? The truth? Mm. But also when it comes to people's pride People that simply ask why don't really have much way of pride to get a in their way. And that could be, that could vary from topic to topic. It could be very contextual, situational. Depends on if you're putting it in a paper form, in text form, or if it's being spoken. I know, details. I don't care about the details that much. But, Seriously, those people to ask why. They tend to have a. St- everybody, I believe, has a certain amount of pride. I do believe that we all have a certain amount of pride and a certain amount of shame. There's some of us that say like to stand out and say, "I have no shame," and we get all kinds of fun interactions and reactions from other people. Like, oh, I can be like that. It's fun. <laughs> so. But at the same time, we do have some shame, we do have some pride, but maybe not to, at the extent of a lot of others. When we simply ask why, and we have open ears and open minds, and ready to listen to anything and everything, just from asking why, that can easily hurt the pride of others when we share about what we found out when we simply ask Why? Why? And I believe that's not as enough of why that is. There's a lot of people that especially in America today, we want to have the easy life. We want to always take shortcuts. Take a pill. Take a drug. Do this. Do that. Don't use technology for that. Use this for that. You know. Your smartphone has that or this has that or you know, why? Why exercise? <laughs> Why do this? Why do that? Why work for anything? If you can get it for free? What's that thing? If it's free, it's for me? (laughs) There's some value to that. I'd say that jokingly, but... When you go to bargain hunting and that... Anyways, that's a topic. That's a different topic, bargain hunting. Even though I'm all over the place right now well within this topic of simply asking why I have a lot of respect for those and the people that I can tell that don't are very dismissive or say no one cares or does everything they can to avoid those who simply ask why or maybe it's just none of our business It's very I can, it, it it's very noticeable to me it seems very stuck up. That's sad. And with those people, and there's a lot of them out there, that really don't like those people that simply ask why. They want to keep to their pride instead of finding out what really can benefit them. And, and being open to being wrong. I know that's easier said than being done. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm the best Person that knows how to be open about being Heck no, I have my struggles, just like the next person walking down this this street here, the next door neighbor, the neighbor's sitting on the porch. I have a pound of pride like anybody else does, and at one point or another, I will see to it that it comes before my own fall. At one point or another. I believe that's a common struggle that everybody has to some extent. Unless, I'm not saying there's no exception to anybody in history or or time at all that doesn't have that same pride. I believe there's a possibility that there's those out there that don't really have pride before the fall because they don't have that much pride. That might be nice. That might not be. I don't know. Why is that? <laughs> simply asking why. It can be very annoying to a an degree, even to me. Simply asking why can be annoying, to a certain extent. But no matter what, even if it gets annoying to me, I have. I will always strive to have a respect to those who simply ask why. Those who are adults and ask why at the extent of a child. Because when you just want to look at measurements of reality in the world around us in an honest way, number one, you don't have to work so hard. You let somebody else do the work. And when they have a weak point, you point that out and say, hey, what about this in your argument here or in your opinion? Why is that? <laughs> Why? Why? It's very... The way I put it, though, I try to be respectful, like a Greg Kokel approach in his book, Tactics. Not just for apologetics, but also for, uh, for various topics. It's just a form. Me, personally, I believe that's a form of being respectful. So if I can retain that respectfulness and have an honest effort of finding out the understanding the reality of reality in the world around me. then where am I at home? And if I am, why? <laughs> so, that being said, where's the problem with anybody i listening to? Why? Why am I having recordings simply out where the wind's blowing all the time? Why don't I have a shotgun mic right now? Or a different mic that can eliminate this issue. Uh, (laughs) I don't really have a comment here, sir. So, with that being said, I'm going to have to opt out on that explanation of why, like (laughs) Coca-Cola. I'm kidding. But really... I'd like to encourage anybody today to think about what I have said in this long and drawn out rant about simply why. I, I know I'm repeating a lot of stuff here, and I really want to influence others to at least respect that when somebody is asking why, when it, if it's easier, think of a child asking why. Why is the grass green? Why is the sky blue? Why do the birds sing? Why is the sand so grainy? Think about that. If that helps, I just simply want to know. At least I like to think that. There could be some of those who like simply like to be annoying too, and those people are easy, pretty easy to pick out. But those who simply want to know why, please think of what I have to say. As an encouragement to others, think about what I have to say simply, so that they can help others. Because that's the results of what the two dudes, what Greg Kolkal has done, what uh, Dr. Jason Fung, Jimmy Moore—they simply ask why, and they help so many people across the world. And they have beliefs that go way across the board, and. Up opposition of each other their links of disagreement between each other in one topic or another are endlessly going the opposite direction the the gap that I can easily describe of, of the, how much they disagree on some obvious topics like some being religion politics I would say I would have to represent with the number infinity. (laughs) They infinitely have a big gap in disagreements, But with the attitude of asking why, for the most part, is very common. And you wouldn't expect such a common trait between characters. So, at the same time, if they simply ask why, and you have atheists, creationalists... Religious people, non-religious people, left-wingers, right-wingers, Republicans, liberals, both sides political party, both sides of so spiritual thinking. Another thinking, if they have a common attitude of simply asking why, and they commonly agree on something on nutrition, but everything else, they're vastly opposite – isn't there a cause for pause to simply ask why well I thank you for your patience in your ear I hope everybody has warm weather and temperatures and uh, doesn't exactly get drenched outside and remember even though you may be exhausted with asking why or other people asking why Think of the child that simply asks why. This is Captain Mike Arrow, Iowa's Oils and the Other F-Bomb on this mumble jumble rant. Everybody have a nice day, and uh, keep calm, key to one. See you later.